everybody. Welcome back to the Dual Screens Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Stephen Fontana. Over there is Andy Asimakis, and this is the Internet's number one indie developer interview podcast hosted by people you've never heard of, probably. The show posts each and every week on your listening play, or your listening podcast service. Yeah, words you are always hard. trip up at that part. You know what it is, Andy? We should. Do I had a, a chiropractic adjustment right before uh-huh. we started this, and the cerebellum is firing on all cylinders. The mouth is moving. The words are coming out. The brain did you pay is, in brain cells? Is that what? Was the that what brain is firing <laughs> off at all on all cylinders? But uh, yeah, we're here. We're here, and, and of course, you can watch the show on YouTube.com/slash Dual Screens TV. And Andy, how the hell are you, Andy? I'm it's excited. a good day. You it know why it's day. a good day? Because I came across Ninja Turtle bandages at work today, <laughs> and I'm rocking a Donatella over a Raphael. I am so happy. Wow, you're doubling <laughs> This is on my, yeah. It's wow. like, I want to cut myself more. Just to put <laughs> That's how much I love. Please don't. <laughs> That's horrible. He, 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 he likes to chop his, the tips of his fingers off. more injuries. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're just a, you're, well, Don't worry. We'll, we'll, the, we'll find out the, about your guys' injuries later on. The, yeah. Joining us this week are Alex McCord and Nicole Gabriel of Third Pie Studios, developers of Age of Kateria, a village. I love this freaking game. A village story generation <laughs> game where you manage your resources, design a beautiful village, and watch your villagers villagers age over real world weeks. Now, if you're a cat owner, you understand what that feels like. Just gonna put it that way. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Hello. It's great <laughs> to be here. <laughs> Thanks for having us. This is exciting yeah. stuff. I'm I'm excited to have you. We we wanted to do this a little earlier. Unfortunately, a lot of weird stuff was going on, so we had to postpone. But now we are we are like we're here. We're at the 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 like the day. This is going up on like fi- day day final, the eleventh hour. <laughs> yeah. Very exciting. Yeah. Tell our listeners real quickly what what is this game? What is Ages of Kataria? And and then go into your whole Kickstarter situation. I, I, I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, your description is one that we've been working on for a long time. And it's pretty succinct. So it's a village story generation game where you get to watch your villagers grow up, age up, have their story and their history. They'll go out on adventures. And like that adventure might be like just like a very small one where they get to like just meet like some weird creature or they might go on something super grand, like go through a dungeon and get hurt. And like, they have now this like scar on their face or some sort of big a moment happens in that dungeon. And that's always part of their history. And so really we want to create that kind of feel like this character has a history and then they have a kid and then that kid grows up and then that original character like will pass away, go into this town spirit tree. And now you have their next generation growing up. And we really want to create that like flow and that like, real connection to your town like it's a whole town story it's not just an individual and something we had an issue with with town builder games was someone would go out and chop wood and you'd just be like that's a no-name person who all they do is chop wood and that's all they're good for and we really wanted to like have someone who chops wood and has a story so that's really the inspiration behind ages of kataria i mean that's that's awesome um i didn't mean to cut you off andy but like one of the, like one of the things so I, I i was playing this game uh new world it's amazon i don't know if you ever heard of them they're a small studio amazon game studios mm-hmm. they're really yeah. tiny um but they oh. had this game, new <laughs> world and you know they have a lot of jobs a lot of crafting and stuff like that and one of the things i said was like can i just be the fisherman can i just go out and just fish for like the group and just let you got and just give you all the fish and like i mean yeah you can but it's kind of boring and that's what it wound up being it wound up being really boring because you can't like do the other shit in the game but like that was my story right like my story was i was the crazy fisherman and then i once i I eventually became the crazy uh lumberjack but you know that that was kind of what i want to do i didn't want to do any of the adventuring pvp stuff you know it was boring to me um so i'm happy you said that because i'm i am one of these nameless faceless villagers (laughs) if i ever could be one Andy, go ahead, buddy. I'm sorry I cut you off. Yeah, no, no, no. It's just uh, more thought on the whole watching generations grow up over time. You know that we're men with jobs, right? <laughs> it's, I, it's I don't know. It's like I can't another time suck game that looks this good. 
Oh, God, thank you, but God damn you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, one, of the, one of the things that I think, I don't know if you, you did this on purchase, uh, on purchase, on purpose. I was reading the word purchase on, on Steam. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm such an idiot. Um, so I don't know if you did this on purpose, but if you're a cat person, okay, and I'm, I, I understand I'm going in the weeds here, but just bear with me. There's something about taking care of a colony of cats in your backyard, which we, mm. unfortunately, here in Brooklyn have all the time. There's always a new colony. They, when, you, when I was reading the description, before I knew what this game was, I'm like, oh, so you're like, it's a colony of cats because they grow up so fast. They go out on adventures. They come back bloodied. You're like, what the hell happened? You trap them, you neuter them, and somehow there's another colony, and then another generation. Like, there's the mom, here's great grandma. Here's just like, like, I don't think you're neutering right. <laughs> if you feed one colony, a new colony tries to take over and fight for the food. So, like, it, just for whatever reason, that is where I came, came to in my dumb idiot brain with the whole Kataria thing. But now it makes even more sense to me because I'm, oh. I'm, king, I'm chief dumb idiot. And I have, <laughs> I I spell chief wrong on purpose on the shirt. So, you know, here we are. But Don't no, worry. Awesome. I knew exactly where you were going when you first started this, because we've gotten so many comments. They're like, it's where are the cats mm -hmm. for your game? <laughs> yeah. For a game called Kataria. If you and swap out some cat ears on these things, you got, you have a cat, cat colony simulator. Like, I, I know. We, <laughs> we have our artists hard at work. That's like the next thing they're going to do is design, so we can throw it out there. Um, <laughs> but it was really inspiration from Settlers of Catan. And because like we really have like, you know, resources that you're trading with other villages. And I kind of wanted a name that kind of like reminded people slightly of that. Um, I never thought about Catan and thought about cats um <laughs> and now i realize our mistake so this is... yeah, well, we, it is what it is we've had a lot of comments about that mm -hmm. <laughs> we tell people there are cats in the game um we also didn't know when we chose the name kataria that it's actually the scientific name for catnip so there are a lot of cat oh, associations okay yeah oh, no. i didn't know that either <laughs> i know <laughs> related Here we are. to the mint family in case you didn't know uh, catnip, yes, the mint family. Um, so how, talk to us about the Kickstarter because we are literally yes. at the eleventh hour here. Like this is this is thirty nine hours to go from this recording with ninety yes. k raised, blowing it out of the water. <laughs> yeah. What's going through the minds? Um, the people right now. Yeah, I mean, do you want us to start from like the the first cell of a thought that we had with the Kickstarter? Yes, let's start like, okay, sure, yeah, let's start okay. Yeah. It was, you know, when I was uh, twelve years old. Mm -hmm. um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, it was about after COVID hit, you know, me and Nicole, we lost our jobs. And I was like, you know, I got my degree in creative writing and I write about gutters. I'm glad I lost that job. So I want to start building up my portfolio so I can go into game game writing or, or movie writing. And so I started writing some sort of text adventure stories that I could put on my portfolio. I already finished one. And then I already had this bigger idea for a game, but I knew I needed help. So I was like, Nicole, do you want to like work on this project with me? You can like kind of manage the time schedule and we'll get like a programmer or no, it was an artist mm -hmm. that can come in and help us. And then the vision grew and we're like, okay, we need a programmer to create this. And the vision grew and grew and it was just going to be text with art at first. Mm -hmm. And then it grew into, it's just going to be this top down view, kind of like how you have like Starcraft or Warcraft. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then, and then we we're like, well, we want to get in there with the villagers. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then it grew more more and then we were like okay we need to do a kickstarter because we need to pay people because it was all volunteer and a lot of people we brought onto the team um actually everybody we we're all working for free on this project for a year and a half now and we we're like we'll launch the kickstarter four months after everything and this was back in like last year in january uh and it didn't work out that we launched the kickstarter on that time and so we just kept pushing it back and pushing it back and then we realized in july when we were gonna do it that we weren't ready. We just needed to do more studying, more research. Like the game looked totally not ready for it. And we wanted to redesign some things. We had some old concept art for it too. Like it's, it's, it wasn't, just wasn't ready. So we made the hard decision of delaying it by six months to hold the team. Like, are you okay with working for free for another six months? They said yes. And then we uh, went for it. And 
we were so nervous. We were like, oh my God, what if it, we, we don't know if it's going to work. And then we launched it. We did launch day. We did a whole live stream for 12 hours, ate pizza and just watched it go up until it hit our stretch goal of 10,000. And we hit 13,000 the first day. And like I said earlier, I was, I thought it was going to stop there. Like, or what if it did stop there? And it did not. And here we are at 91, maybe. I don't know what it is now. Yeah. Jeez. Was was the goal just to pay people off? Was that what the, where that dollar figure came from? <laughs> the 10,000? Um, yeah, it was kind of like to pay people for what they've done um, and a little bit going forward. It was very, like, it's all like a passion project for everybody mm. on the team. Something they can put on their portfolio if it doesn't work out. Or it's something that could be big for all of us to go forward and continue on. And so mm -hmm. now it's big enough that we can go forward and continue on it together. Um, and the next step is really, you know, we're working on prototype and then publisher potentially. Yeah. I, I got 10K laying around. So give me all these emails. <laughs> all right. And I'm going gonna, gonna to fund. Yeah, like, it'll expand your portfolio. I promise. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Yeah. We, uh, we were surprised. That we're, I mean, we, look, we did a lot of email or not emails. We did a lot of interviews. With people who are like, wait, you're not paying? And they're like, what's wrong with you? And we're like, we're just, you know, just a passion project. You know, if you want to build your portfolio, we can do it together. Like, we're not trying to offend anybody. I love it. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, because like, we're doing it too, I promise. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And these are not like our friends, just to be honest. They're our friends now because of how mm. much we've been through together. But these are just people like we put a job posting out and people from like all over the country and all yeah. over the world responded to it and said, Yes, I actually would like to do this crazy, ridiculous thing with you. Mm, wow. um, and somehow they stayed on with us for that long. I want to say, too, about the $10,000 that um, one of the reasons that we posted the Kickstarter under that goal amount was because all of the feedback that we were getting from everyone was you need to have a goal that you can achieve, that you actually know that you can do. We actually, at the time that we set it at 10,000, we thought that was a stretch. <laughs> we were like, I don't, I don't even, I think we'll make $2,000. We really had no idea what to think. You know, Alex and I, something that he shared, didn't sh share was that we not only do we have no, like no game experience in our resumes, we also have no experience like building a game whatsoever. Like he's a writer, I'm an actor. Like we have no reason to be in this industry whatsoever. Um, and we also have no entrepreneurial experience outside I of do this. do now. <laughs> make so, it look so damn easy. <laughs> so everything that we have ever done is based on all of the research we've done, all of like finding all of these mentors and people who could counsel us and getting all this feedback. We had no idea that like 10,000 was even achievable with the like size of our community that we had at the time. And to be where we're at right now with 91K raised is, was not something we thought was possible the day before the Kickstarter. <laughs> Do you even know how you would even make $91,000 like do things like like <laughs> hey i know how to, we know how to make two thousand happen uh we could give are you just gonna like I, I don't even know so one of the things you did this is add brain one of the things that you said there uh i was like it's classic rookie rookie mistake it's the, the classic rookie thing of a exposure that whole thing but also like say yeah let's just do a kickstarter and then getting to that point and you're like Oh, you need stuff to do a Kickstarter. Like you mm. need, you need, you need a thing. Um, it was yes. like us when we launched our Patreon. We're like, we don't have anything to show anybody. We don't have an art. We don't have a pe. We, no, nobody even knows what we look like because at that point we were only doing uh, audio. It's like, yeah. what are we doing? We did it anyway, and we were like, all right, whatever, I guess. <laughs> After friends and family dropped off, it was like, okay, well, this is what we're doing. Um, but like, it looks like you kind of hit the ground running. You have this ball now, and I guess, hey. You're game developers now, huh? Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the classic fake it till you make it, right? Yeah. And, uh, oh, so now it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> Imposter syndrome is real. <laughs> right. Yes. Real there, there have been so many moments at which we like, oh, it's real now. Like, oh, yeah. now we're game developers. Like, oh, like we actually have something that works a little bit. Like you can click on a guy and make him go over there. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like now it's real, but we still don't even have something playable, which was another thing where we were like, 
you know, a week before the Kickstarter, should we delay it? Should we delay it again, like a fourth, fifth time? Because we don't have anything playable. How are people going to want this game if they don't even know what it feels like to play? Um, but we just have the most amazing community ever um, that have come together over this thing, <laughs> that they like how it looks, they like the idea of it. <laughs> We're really, really grateful for all those people. Yeah. Yeah, what's... What, what... Go ahead, Andy. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I was just trying to talk so that I could drown out the kids behind me. My kids. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, thank it to you, Mickey. I've been watching the, the the dropout series on Hulu all week long. Oh yeah. This is like, oh, there's no prototype of our game yet. It's not really working. It's all an idea, guys. But give us your money. <laughs> give us all of your hard earned cash. Right. Uh, right. We have people. They're doing something. <laughs> like something is happening. Uh, yeah. It, right. Yeah. One of the things that like you learn after we we've interviewed two hundred. What is this? This is our two hundred and sixty sixth interview, I think. Yeah, something probably. Like and one of the things we learned is like the classic thing is piling on top and making something the vision growing the vision growing the vision growing and then all of a sudden it's like a snowball and you can't catch up to it it's yes. just this giant project that you're like i we can't do it we've seen games raise honestly probably three times what you guys have raised and never come out because the scope just went gigantic how are you with no experience understanding that no understanding of like how to produce a video game because that's really what it comes down to. It's 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 production. It's like a, pr a production manager is who really keeps that stuff in, in mind. And a seasoned production manager will tell you, you can't put that in this game. Enough is enough. This is your scope. Hit your scope. Hit your milestones. This is what you can do. Um, this is what you should focus on. How are you learning that on the fly? And how are you communicating that effectively with essentially a crew that of, for lack of a better term, novices? <laughs> yeah. Excellent question. And one thing I'll say too about our crew of novices, love them, shout out to all of them. Shout out to the novice um, team, let's go. <laughs> is that each of them is far more experienced than Alex and I. So they also counsel us in their specific area, right? You know, our game designer might say, oh, you know, game design wise, that doesn't really make sense. Or he, he might be concerned about the programming, but our programmer might say, oh, that's actually really easy, right? It's all about looking to the people in their specific area and figuring out what, you know, picking the pieces up of the vision to come up with something right. that collectively makes sense. Sure. Um, and short answer to your question of how do we do it is mistakes. We make a lot of mistakes yeah. <laughs> and, and we embrace them. Like, yes, there are a ton of, games that unfortunately like didn't make it for one reason or another um and one of the things that is really great about us is that we have made countless mistakes already and <laughs> nothing has stopped us <laughs> i believe we're indomitable and it's just because we're so committed to the vision that no matter what we're gonna have it happen um and a more like technical thing too is like on our stretch goals um we made sure the first like five or six were things that were like would not take too long to add in like yeah. we never wanted to bite off more we can chew yes. in there we have you know you know if anyone's watching this who is really excited we have another ancestry that you can be instead of humans and elves um there's another one i won't say what it is but it's in there um and that would take a huge amount of effort so, but it is up in like the you know i would say probably 300 range um, which we had not achieved or not yet. There's so we, uh, this, a lot yeah. could happen, and this interview could really push you over the edge. <laughs> right. This I've seen games one. do a hundred in one day, like on their last day. So who knows what happened? But we definitely wanted to be like keep that scale in mind, and inevitably, you know, like Nicole was saying, we've made mistakes. We'll make more mistakes. Um, but I think what I've experienced from the communities is they're a lot more patient with indie games. They're like, you know, the first iteration, the early release. Not so great, but like, you know, we'll, we're excited for the next launch. So he can improve here. But if you're like a triple A title and you'd have that bad first release, oh, you, they will tear you apart. Yeah. If, so. you're, if you're like a well-known game creator that's going independent, so it's still technically an independent game and people throw a million dollars at you, they're expecting, mm -hmm. yes. they're expecting a game that costs 140 million to make basically. Exactly. Um, not really understanding that a million is literally nothing if you're making a game of that scale, like it's nothing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
yeah, but your your game was born from scope creep. So fuck you. Throw in like 10 ancestries while you're at it. Just go for it. Go nuts. <laughs> yeah. The scope was something that we we have even narrowed it down a lot from what it used to be. Um, if you've seen some of our older trailers or you're following the game for the last like eight months or something like that, we used to have combat in the game. We used to have like raiding. Um, that was an entire section that we just had to abandon. There's so many things that we're like constantly focusing on narrowing, narrowing, yeah. narrowing. Yeah, and we've gotten to an area that's like really feels a lot more manageable, like Nicole was just saying, and it fits for the game, like raiding and attacking your vill uh, neighbor's village. Not really the kind of crowd we're going for typically. We're yeah. going for more of like the cozy vibe now, yeah. Yeah. and it really fits our game so much more. We don't want the Clash of Clans um, mm -hmm. vibe, really. No, I mean the, one of the greatest games in the in this sort of genre, I guess. Uh, I don't know if you if it's 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 adjacent is obviously um uh what do you call it there stardew and mm -hmm. when they added the whole multiplayer thing where you could hang out with your friends and just do shit like just like let's just farm stuff dude yeah let's yes. get it you want to come live on my farm yeah i do yeah right. I'm on your farm. it's like give me, got any more of that stardew like, <laughs> yeah. that's like that's way better than you know I'm going to burn your village to the ground crowd. Like it's just such a different vibe. And, and, and I think with that non-competitive uh, gamer, like the cooperative, I always, Andy and I are always cooperative. Like we truly love co-op co games. Yes. I have a little bit of saltiness in me where I get, but I get those jollies off in other, in other genre, but like <laughs> <laughs> I had sometimes it, it's the, it's the, it's the gamer dude in me. What, what mm. can I tell you? I have to shoot things. It's hurt you more I, than I have to, I have to teabag somebody at least once a week <laughs> and it's just, it has to happen. And usually it's a friend. Um, but <laughs> where the hell was I going with this? Right. So I think that has a lot to do with the positivity of your community as well, because you're not, you're automatically setting the expectation for, we were going to do this together. You're, you know, that's, that's the, this, this type of game is like, it's, it's not that it's not attacking, you know, who could be the best. It's who could have fun the most like, okay, cool. Yeah. Me, I'm going to have fun the most. No, no, you no me, Andy, you know me, I'm going to have the most fun. I know you. I know, I, I, I know you too well. What are what are your respective roles? What do you each bring to the table when it comes to this game? What's again with no real experience in game dev? I feel like what's it like to give people who know what they're doing orders? Did you have to Google it? <laughs> um, a series of YouTube videos you watched. <laughs> it. Well, yeah, YouTube University, one of the top, <laughs> oh, top yeah. things we've utilized. Actually, yeah. Everyone on our team is that. Yeah. For me, is uh, CEO, creative director. Um, so I really have my hands in everything. Um, I'm also the head writer for right now. Um, we do want to bring another writer on to support me because, you know, it takes on, I'm taking on a lot of other things too at the same time. Mm -hmm. But yeah, creative director, um, really wearing every hat before we had a programmer i was programming the game making it a little function um and i just give the thumbs up or the thumbs down like yeah, yeah. Let's, let's go forward to that let's not go forward to that um <laughs> that's yeah great it's it is really interesting um sort of like being in charge of these people who actually know what they're doing more than we do mm -hmm. like I, knowing nothing about 3d modeling and telling this person like oh that you know that should take this amount of time or whatever it is um i i'm the producer on a team and coo um and like alex said we really do a little bit of everything just because that's entrepreneur life um but um we are very lucky to have a team of people who know where we're coming from. We have really created a space of openness and like clear communication um, where they know, they know where we're coming from. <laughs> and so most of the time, it's just a matter of like, we, we know the basic bits and pieces of what we need. Sure. And when it comes to, you know, the specifics of your role, it, really it just looks like me asking questions of like oh how long is that going to take you 
or like what kind of software do you need for that um do you need this other person to come in on that or they'll let me know what they need um so it's really like a co-leadership environment which is what we're really up to um because that's one of the big reasons that we started the company in the first place is because yes we lost our jobs and we didn't just like want to create this project because we thought it was really cool that was part of it and part of it was we want to create a career for ourselves we want to create a space for ourselves and other people to be able to grow and like upgrade themselves um so in addition to us learning this industry it's also a lot about empowering the people on our team to like next level themselves and like be you could be the next leader in your area at like an epic or something like that so um it's it's actually been really beneficial to like creating a learning environment where everyone can level up themselves sure yeah i, I mean I love you that. know a lot of people f discovered themselves and and what truly matters to them during covid um yeah. and you know happiness is a big one happiness and being able to have control of your own destiny and not be told no risk your life come in here and you know yeah. risk your life for some stupid shit like packing a bag for somebody yeah. or you know whatever like a lot of people just uh, decided i'm enough enough is enough like i'm a smart person i'm kind i could talk to people like there's got to be something else out here in the universe and and it gave us like that slowdown of like no this is your turn now is your chance to like do something that you're really passionate about and see if it works um, there's no there's no huge pressure right now because the entire world has kind of slowed down to a screeching halt. Um, mm -hmm. And I'll, and you're not alone. Like, I'm sure, you know, from the communities, the community that you've, you know, swung in like Tarzan, like, you, you know, that there are way there is a ton of first time developers out there putting games out now, like start either starting small or, or with a larger scope using Kickstarter or just you know even even some on patreon and stuff like that yes. like it's kind of where we are now right like it's just mm -hmm. it's just what we're doing yeah yeah and something when we lost our jobs we realized like we bet you know there's college kids like graduating right now who can't go into a job because of the situation but they're looking for work and that's the crowd we reached out to and that was the crowd that was open to working for free um for at first it was like three or six months ended up being like a year and a half but really like we supported them in leveling up we watched them grow one of them went off and is working at disney now and like they're like oh, one of the wow. youngest people who work at disney so <laughs> we've had programmer like here's the thing programmers they're so sought after in the industry so we've gone through a lot of programmers <laughs> um and we can't compete with pay zero dollars compared to uh and programming it. pay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah we lose them pretty frequently but like it's really awesome that like we created that environment for them where they can grow here and use us as a reference and like on their portfolio and go on to the next level. But now we've actually also created it here for everyone who's around. So it's awesome. Hmm. Yeah. They're going to, they're going to invoice you one day when this gets big and huge. Like, <laughs> Oh, was this in the mail? <laughs> what? <Right. laughs> like all these bill, all these billable hours over the past year and a half. You're <laughs> right. Now this thing is like high risk, like high reward. <laughs> when it comes to creating like your first indie game so yeah i think being part of the process matters more than the actual monetary aspect of it what what surprised you the most about making a game like i'm sure you have an idea of what goes into making a game at some level but you, you sure about that, process. Andy? Because I don't think it does. <laughs> it, it, it looks like it was a, a, a surprise left hook. Listen, I, I think it was, he had an inkling about certain things, but as you were recruiting people and, mm -hmm. and, and, and building this, this passion project, what was like, what really jumped out at you? Like, oh, wow, this is a thing I got to consider or worry about. Um, it would probably go back to people being willing to work for free. I thought it was like two months tops. And then they'll mm -hmm. stop. And when we had to ask them to go like extend it if they wanted to, I thought they were all going to quit, and they didn't. So that was one of the biggest shocks to me. Um, yeah. I, why why is that? Bad. Why do you think that is? That it, they would be willing to, or why, why did they stick around? Why did yeah. so many stick around? Oh. Pat, like why? What why? was your sales pitch? You should monetize <laughs> your sales pitch. Oh man, I gotta remember. <laughs> Um, I think it really boils down to it really is a passion for everybody. Like they put their own flavor on it. Like even though like I am a creative, the creative director and I keep the vision of the game going forward and I have, you know, 
the biggest say in the direction. I want to hear from everybody on the team and everybody's put their input on the game. Even, you know, our animator and our programmer, they like, they're like, what if the, ga- the characters could do this? And I'm like, you know, I love that. And so I feel like everyone has their own part of the game in it or part of themselves in the game. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's really a passion project for them too. And we want them to feel like as, as the company is successful, that they will be successful too. So. Yeah. And I think the reason people say yes initially is that opportunity to grow themselves, right? Like it's, it's kind of low stakes in the beginning. If you're looking for experience working on a game to put on your resume, we have a company registration. You can say that you worked on this game and put it on your resume. Um, and I think that the reason people stay, even when they could get other jobs at this point, <laughs> is mostly because the vision of the game and the love of the team. Like our our team that we have, we are really so close. I know that like it sounds really corporate to be like, oh, we're a family. Like at Third Pass Studios, we're a family. But it Boom, really yeah. feels like that. <laughs> we we have seen each other. <laughs> we've seen our egos come up. <laughs> we've we've cried together. Like we've we've yeah. had like really bonding moments with everyone on the team. Mm. And you know, because we're so connected and it's such an open environment, um, I think that's one of the reasons people keep saying yes. I think another reason, and I, I think you're selling yourself a little short too here. Um, I think your Kickstarter is an indication that I think the people that are working on this game with you believe it can succeed. Yeah. And being a mm-hmm. part of six, uh, something that succeeds is a it fe- it does feed that ego and ego in a, in a good way, not the not the evil ego. You know, the good ego that we all right. need to to keep satiated at some point. Um, but also like what if this is a huge step for your company and these people that stuck around are now a larger part of that huge step for your company and and i think that's important um you know there are people that that do volunteer i guess their services for dual screens um we have a very hardcore group of people our our friend that created our all of our web content you know does all of our web design and everything like that he does it for nothing he does it because he's building a portfolio but he also does it because he loves the product he loves what we do and i think that's something you guys have to take away from this is that it's not just that they get to throw something on a resume i think that it is so obvious that your your passion doesn't only just come across in, in in how you you celebrate this game in public, but also it's it clearly has the magic sauce. Like there's clearly yeah. that magic sauce is there. And if I were a a a um publisher and I actually, you know, got to play the game, like if it was at that point, like you can't say no to this game. Right. You can't. You can't say no to this. This you can't game. say no. Devolver it's, Digital. You can't it's, say no. It's in that perfect genre. Nintendo. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Nintendo yes. of America. Hear me. <laughs> um, Come on, Reggie. You just stop being a game a GameStop or right? director. Yeah. <laughs> well, he did, yeah, he's done. He's he's gone. Yeah. Out. Um, yeah. You know, I I think that you need to pat yourselves on the back for that because you didn't just cobble together some nonsense that people could throw on a resume like you 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 created something that actually means something and and that a lot of people are noticing now and and i do feel like you're gonna do a lot in your last day uh, on kickstarter i just have a feeling it's one of those games that people bookmark and be like i don't know you know and then they're just like yes 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 i said yes damn it (laughs) (laughs) we're very excited for that and yeah it really took a lot of um I think everyone, yeah, you were saying, believing in the product, the project and like where it could go. And now it's, you know, they say that thing where it's like you have a doubt, like four doubts a minute or something. So we had, I was confident and then next moment, oh God, what if it never succeeds? <laughs> and now we have like proof that people responded to it. Like they, they like what they see and, you know, it's opened up a lot of other doors of meeting with publishers. Like they see that people like it. Like people, publishers were meeting with us before and now they're like, you know a little more uh hmm. how do i say like ex- yeah enthusiastically yeah, like hey yeah. yeah um yeah and so it's really awesome like what we we have created and i feel it's hard to let it in sometimes because we're just working at, like 10 hours a day now just like responding <laughs> to messages like what's the next thing we need to put out did you post to twitter um 
but it's really great. Like, no, we always forget. <laughs> right. Andy I and I, that, that's why we have people that like we, we, you know, we have friends now that are like involved and it's just, it's impossible. There's so much shit going on in, mm. in just your normal life that this thing that kind of takes over and snowballs. And, and this is like a side thing for both Andy and I, like, it's not our main thing. Um, I can't imagine if it was like, Oh Jesus, Lord, God, baby, Jesus, help us all. <laughs> Listen, I, I could get fired really easily if I wanted to. So <laughs> you're right. You should this have gotten be a full, fired. This could be a full time thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we lost our, we had two people supporting us with marketing for a couple months and they we, they left in December. And we were like, oh my God, we have, we were actually going to launch the Kickstarter in January at that time. And then we actually delayed it another month mm-hmm. to February. And we were like, okay, well, it's just us, me and you, Nicole, and someone else on our team stepped up too to support us with marketing, but we've been wearing the marketing hat. I own Twitter, you own Instagram, mm-hmm. and the other person owns TikTok. Oh, you do TikToks like half of it? I make the TikToks. Okay. And our other person on our team handles like the communication, making the, sure that the hashtags and shit. Yeah. Right. The language. And so yeah. it's really funny because we were just like, you know, at first we were trying so hard to go like viral, like, you know, look at this, you know, woo. And then we get like 10 likes. We're like, oh, record. And then the <laughs> day before we launched our Kickstarter, me and Nicole were working like until 12 o'clock and we posted, you posted a TikTok and I posted a tweet. And the next morning we woke up, like my tweet had a thousand likes and your TikTok had like 10,000 views or something like, and so we just went viral the day before we launched our TikTok or our Kickstarter. Yeah. 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 I mean, viral viral for, for, uh, for us indies. Yeah. I get it. What what, what was the tweet? What was the TikTok? I'm curious now. What what sparked it? Yeah. Great question. Because I think the content matters yeah they're both kind of the same thing uh it was basically just announcing like our we're launching our kickstarter tomorrow and we had this new we just we spent the two weeks before just like in this room with like pillows all around it recording our trailer for the game and we had a bunch of new shots that we've been shooting like some new art for the game and which we haven't shown it to anybody and so we showed i think on twitter i did the shot of where it's panning through the very first shot you see where it's panning through all the levels and that people just really responded to that. And then yeah. it was the f- TikTok trailer, which the is the same trailer. thing, just in a different format. Yeah, it's just like a shorter version of our full trailer on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. It did very well. You yeah, never know what's going to hit with that shit. You could, I mean, there are people that get college degrees now for this, like straight <laughs> up, not just marketing, like specifically like social media marketing. Like mm-hmm. it's a thing now. Yeah. I mean, if it all went south, I mean, I was like, I could just write. Kickstarters now because we spent months obviously on that Kickstarter. We would argue about certain words like, no, we can't say immersive. Would say something else. We said immersive like five times. So every yes. sentence in that Kickstarter probably took like four hours it or something. Rewritten probably. Saurus.com. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we would. We'd do that. And so, Literally. yeah, I feel like, you know, I love other Kickstarters sometimes reach out to us and like ask for like, like some support around how to word stuff. And like, I, we love supporting them. Like we don't want to keep like any secrets. I mean, it feels great. It's like that people actually want to reach out to us for like how to yes. for any advice. So yeah, I definitely feel like I've learned. I don't know if I love that though. I kind of want to stay away from Kickstarter um, for until I maybe our next game. Yeah. It's but stressful. It's, it, it, it is. is. Yeah. yeah. I don't think there's been one guest who ever came on here with a Kickstarter that didn't just dread every second of it <laughs> it's yeah i like see number go up but you know gets get like replying the messages and like constantly putting out updates like oh my god we would like spend like half a day just trying to do one of those updates mm-hmm. and then i realized what if we just made it really short and then we realized people like short updates and then we got more responses and it takes like ha- like 30 minutes so yeah it's been a it's been a wild 30 days you know just keeping track like oh like when it why do I say this? Something else about Kickstarter is like, it's kind of like the U shape when it comes to fundraising. Like it's like you do your most on your first day and like on the last three days. Um, and we were like, we don't want to be a U shape. So we were just like, how do we make that? How do we change that? So we reached out a bunch of influencers the past 30 days. And we kind of created like this, like now like this U or this wave shape mm-hmm. throughout our Kickstarter where we had like boost from these uh, influencers. And nice. that's been a lot of work too. Um, and thank you to all the influencers as well for supporting us. And already some of them are gonna launch more videos for us tomorrow that we can reach out to. So it's just really, it takes a whole community, like other Kickstarters boosting us, cross promotion, it's the whole shebang really. 
So the last day bump is all us, just so you're aware. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Numbers, yeah. tomorrow, yeah, we, yeah that's it's, all, it's us, all us. So we thank you. you know. We appreciate it. Yeah, Hashtag we really do appreciate it. And like Alex said, I'm sure there are other indie devs out there who listen to your podcast. We are more than happy to help you, boost you, answer questions. Like, we don't know everything, but we've learned a lot from <laughs> making mistakes. And we would love to support other people in not making those mistakes or whatever it is. Um, we really believe that when one of us wins, we all win. So sure. we like there's no secrets for us. We want everyone to win. And it's not so easy for video games on Kickstarter. It's really a board game uh, town. <laughs> like we'll be like, I think number two or number one on video games, which feels great. But when you just hit games, we're like number 40. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. there's all the board games. Um, Still 40 yeah. on Kickstarter. I, oh, I know. There's 16,000 projects. <laughs> exactly. I am so. very grateful. <laughs> like me and Nicole, like we were talking the other day, but we we're trying to get to like 80K to hit our switch goal because we know people were just waiting for us to hit that switch goal to yeah. donate or pledge and which we did hit by the way yes oh, yeah you did got the game on switch yeah and then we just got a huge influx when we hit it um but we were talking about we were trying to hit 80k and it kind of hit us we were like wow we're at 80k like <laughs> we were just like stressed out over this and i was like let's just take a moment to appreciate where we're at and then we can go back to being stressed and get what we need to get done but like mm -hmm. it's wild to think about like no matter what like if it's it's great and it feels great to like reach this point um but i still feel like i haven't fully let it in no matter what <laughs> what is the roadmap now once the campaign's over you know you'll count your money buy a few yachts uh, as, uh, as one does i don't <laughs> think that's what, 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 <laughs> no <laughs> um it's really going forward and creating um a vertical slice which is you know just mm -hmm. basically a very pretty version of a prototype um and just making like courting publishers and just going forward from that point with or without a publisher will have it happen. We really think a publisher will have us like reach, bring the game to the next level and really secure yeah. like localization is a big thing. Right. Um, and just marketing that, because we want to take the marketing hat off permanently. Oh. That is oh, yeah. We do not want that. Um, and so that's really, you know, vertical slice publisher and just making the game, whether it be with publisher or not. Yeah. And we are going to continue working on the vertical slice, Alex said. <laughs> I'm hearing myself. Um, but the very, very next step is we're actually going to take the campaign to Indiegogo and continue to give people an opportunity to get the game at a discount, um, create a little bit more funding for ourselves, that kind of thing. Um, so that is coming later this week or at the beginning of next week. Yeah, Indiegogo has the Indiegogo in demand. Um, where it's just every project that's already successfully funded goes there and people can continue buying it for about 30 days after. Because we really want to hit some more of those stretch goals afterwards. Sure. Um, we aren't sure where that will land. Though, All right. But... Well, everybody has to cheat a little bit to win. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's called leveling up, Stephen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kickstarter exclusive. And now it's Indiegogo exclusive as well. So. Indeed. Um, well, it is now time. You've made mistakes before. You've said it. Mm. Nicole, you've said many mistakes were made, oh. but no mistake is greater than getting to this point of the show, which is, of course, is rapid fire. Okay. Now we're going to get to know you. This is oh, where great. this is where the, the layers of the onion get peeled. Isn't that right, Andy? Mm, I can't oh, wait. Oh, yeah. It's going to get the tears will flow. The tears well, I, will I flow. probably will cry. Yeah, I mean, she, Usually well, she Stephen might. or I crying, but yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. All right. So I'm going to start us off with one of my favorite questions when we have two guests. Okay. I'm going to start with Alex. Alex, you are just asleep, super asleep, all snoozing, phone rings. Do -do 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 -do. And you're like, oh shit, what is this? Yeah. You answer the phone, right? As like, yeah. hello, this is Detective Rifkin of the, the, the police department. Uh, well, Nicole has been locked up. <laughs> what is okay. her crime? What is her crime? What is her crime? What has she done? What has she <laughs> done? She just leave the house, so it had to. Oh, I know what it is. You left the stove on. That's what she. That's her crime. She burnt the whole house down in the neighborhood. You're just, you just slept through it. <laughs> Apparently, you slept through the arson. I, I, I took the be, whole block down. I'm yeah. sleeping in someone else's house because I don't feel safe sleeping yeah. here because she sleeps with the oven on. Yeah. That that's just, that would be her crime. Okay, Nicole. Picture yourself. You're all snuggled. You got your, you got your body pillow like you like it. 
You got you got your incense, you know, or your uh-huh. your diffuser, whatever you call that. There, it's got that apple cinnamon scent. You are good. All of a sudden, and you know how the phone rings. You pick it up. Boom, <laughs> Detective Rithkin, he's here again. This time, Alex has gone down. He's in the slammer. What is Alex's crime? Alex is so nice. Uh, it would <laughs> nice have, people it, go to jail, all right? Nice people go to jail. Honestly, if Alex was in jail, it's probably a mistake. <laughs> it's fine. Um, someone else saw him like eating boogers in public, and they were like, "This oh, is God. indecent. <laughs> he needs to go away." For I'm glad a long you believe time. in me so much. Yeah, that's good for your immune system, all right? Yeah, right. <laughs> got to clear it out. Right? Yeah, you know, got a clean house once in a At while. At least he's not littering. All right, well, <laughs> Stephen made you both think of a crime. I'm going to give you an actual crime. Oh. Nicole, Alex has done something oh, that no. may have killed someone. Oh, now, it could be like a manslaughter, crime of passion, or like right. a crime of passion. Yeah. Did last summer accident thing. So this but there's a corpse. Fire. There's a corpse somewhere, right? Oh, and he tells you, Are you the, we got to call the police? Or let me get a shovel. Uh, I'm sorry. I feel like these answers are going to be so lame. I would call the police. What? I feel like, like, so- this guy, you have no idea. He's so pure. Like, there's no way he killed someone intentionally. Like, get the cops involved. Like, they don't know how to handle this. Now like, I'm in jail. Now I know why. Yeah, but like, you know, even with his big cow eyes, like, Nicole, please. Let me help me bury the body. Even if he did it for real, I'm too pure for jail. They would let him off easy because they just don't buy it. So cute. No, they, they <laughs> I'm so cute. What kind of cop? Yeah. The cop oh, wow. You're You'd be cute. like, I'm sorry. They'd be like, we believe like, you. Detective like, Rithkin, he's he's got a he's heart of gold. That guy. <laughs> he's got his yeah. yeah, right. All right. He's got a soft spot for long, silky hair. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's get let's get this a little easier now. Would you rather have the power of flight or invisibility? Nicole, you you can answer first. Flight. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Flight for me. As, did you have a reason? <laughs> um, flying is cool. I feel like invisibility is for perverts. I was going to say the same thing. I feel like it's... <laughs> what is that? I don't understand. <laughs> you want to wanna look at people. Why, you want to watch people wanna or you want to steal something? That's why am I exactly. watching people? Like, you want to sneak into the museum without paying admission? <laughs> yeah. Aren't yeah. like, <laughs> museums free swing. anyway? It's a, it's a recommended right. place. Right. <laughs> yeah, flight. Flight. I want to fly. That sounds amazing. Yeah, also, yeah. how high can I fly? I want to go to space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you do have bodily limitations, I guess. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, you could wear a sweater. You'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Alex, would you rather fight 100 horse-sized ducks? Or oh one... We had this question. <laughs> no, one horse-sized duck. Yes, one horse-sized duck. <laughs> that's not. That's a lot of. That's a lot of horse-sized. <laughs> yeah, I was one like, horse-sized uh... duck or a hundred duck-sized horses. <laughs> um, ooh, probably I would choose the duck. Oh Wait, I told uh, you. That... I told you that's what it was. Doc, it's Detective Rifkin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like you know, if it's one-on-one, I have a chance for some kind. I can run. But like if I'm surrounded by, I don't even know if I can take a hundred ducks, just normal <laughs> ducks. So I feel like there's no chance in hell you're fighting a horse-sized anything. Yeah, I, yeah, I can't really think of what animal I could take that's horse-sized. No, hand to hand. A battle of the wits, maybe. Well, uh, maybe. I don't know. Horses are pretty smart. <laughs> It's like if you're playing chess with a horse-sized duck, (laughs) what would your first move be? I have a a similar question for you. How many first graders can you fight until they overrun you? Oh, my God. Infinite. An infinite Infinite. number of first graders. (laughs) We are peeling the layer. I love this. (laughs) I Alex, mean, Nicole has killed a bunch of first graders. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just an infinite amount. They're just so dumb. Uh, yeah, well, if it's They're infinite, so I don't know if we have it. Would you help me bury them or would you call the cops? 
Uh, I, just, I said, yeah, I would help you. Oh, you would help yeah, me? Yeah, that's nice. Wait, are here. you going to help her fight? I don't know, I'm just very Tag I team in this, like, step I already know my team. limit is five. I, I, I'm like, <laughs> I'm a counselor at, like, a rock climbing gym, and it's a yeah. bunch of first graders. Oh, um, yeah. if, if any of those parents are listening, I promise your kids are safe. And <laughs> it's, it's okay. <laughs> I will not fight them, but also yes. I could take at least five of them. Yeah. I can. <laughs> <laughs> Going down. Um, Nicole, if any song of your choosing would play when you entered a room, what song would that be? It's the final <laughs> countdown. That's <laughs> it just sounds song. really dramatic. That's cool. the hype song. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh, Alex, what color Power Ranger are you and why? <laughs> Green. Because he's he the most complex that. and mm-hmm. deep mm-hmm. character. All the other ones are just too pure good. I know Nicole's been mm-hmm. saying I'm pure. <laughs> But the green has like the dark inner world that he gets to let go of right. eventually. Eventually, he becomes a white ranger. So right, right. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. yeah. And plus, you know, he's a solo guy. He's no like, <laughs> yeah. am, am I the head? Am I the arm? Am I like that? Right. I have my own thing. I got my my, my dragons. Or I'm totally right. fine. I got yeah, my flute. The, we got this. <laughs> yeah, he had the coolest uh, mech or whatever it was called. The Zo- Zoids. What are, what are they called? Oh, Zords. See, Zords. That's it. Zoids is a whole awesome anime, though. My, <laughs> yeah, one of, it's one of my favorites. Uh, let's see. Nicole, do you see yourself as more of a cult member or a cult leader? Leader. Mm. And that's how you get people to work for you for free. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say earlier, I think the skills that, got that the Alex and I bring is like an overview, but also our leadership skills and like Cult-like. experience and communication. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. We have rituals every Sunday. <laughs> we, we can't disclose them right now though. Mm. Proprietary information. <laughs> yeah. Nicole, you mentioned that you are an actress. You mm-hmm. said that earlier. What's your dream role? Um, I think I'd like to play like a real person in a biopic. It it just feels like there's already a lot of source material, right? Like, cause it's based on a real person and like the ability to take on their mannerisms and their voice, their posture, that kind of thing just sounds really fun to me. Yeah. Yeah, well, you, it's cool it's Oscar bait. You're looking for that Oscar. You're looking for that easy <laughs> Oscar. That's what you're doing. <laughs> well, I, I uh, I've done a lot of classical theater, which is classically uh, hated by most of the population. It's so my it's my like it's my least favorite hated. thing to do. <laughs> it, it's, it was my like I had to do it in college, and I got lucky because I I did Shakespeare, and I actually did the the most un Shakespeare part in a Shakespeare. Oh, which is what? Uh, I played Catherine in Henry V, okay. which yeah. is just speaking French, which I didn't yes. understand a thing I was saying. So it was great. <laughs> it was so easy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, I, I don't know why I'm answering this, but I, I just feel like an actor to actor. Like, I want to have a part where my voice will be recognized by children. Ooh. Like, okay. when I was a kid, I did local theater shit, but when we did Charlie Brown, I was Snoopy and I still get recognized by people who have their own children now who say Snoopy in my neighborhood. And I'm like, that is creepy, but also, so that has been always been a dream of mine. Like I want that but outside of Bensonhurst, Brooklyn. Like, give me, give me <laughs> one more, more global borough. scale. Give me another <laughs> borough at least. Give me the like, tri-state area. <laughs> Alex, what word best describes Nicole when she's drunk? That's Is it really the, that sound? Say. Is it the sound she just made? <laughs> um, Not yeah, everybody doof- drinks, Andy. Really <laughs> doofus. <Listen>. Doofus. <laughs> she tries. Yeah. She... Like we'll we'll both commit to like okay we're gonna get drunk today we, like yeah. maybe I like, drink try like try to do it for the stream yeah we'll do it like once a month we'll drink and I'll we'll split the wine bottle 
she i'll just keep feeling i'm like oh there's more there's more and it's, there's more because she doesn't drink any of it she just <laughs> will sip and the only way she'll actually get drunk is if someone's reminding her to drink so i will get drunk on shots and if something is delicious to drink i will drink it um yes also if someone is forcing me like you're, there's a game involved or something you're like definitely that a that's, margarita that's girl. you like your margs <laughs> You like your frozen yeah. margs. I get it. Yeah. yeah. I'm really more of just like a tequila shots. Like, let's do oh, three shots, get me there, and then I can stop drinking and have a good time. Yeah, so I'll drink 70% of the wine bottle, and then she'll just hand me her glass. And yeah. so I'll just drink that, and then I'm just horrible next day. Like, it's not <laughs> – like, how did that happen? Yeah. So. But when I am drunk, doofus is so good. Yeah, when you – yeah, you just stumble, fall, drops everything. So. <laughs> yeah. Classic. Uh, Alex, what is best dinosaur? Mm. Alex loves dinosaurs. Probably Brontosaurus, just because Ooh, of Littlefoot. Yeah. Littlefoot. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, some up. shit, that little right. thing. Like, <laughs> wow. I oh my God, my heart. <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> no one needed that reminder. They just go, yeah, like, they're like the group, they're like the leader of all the vegetarian dinosaurs, right? <laughs> so. they, they Well, they can reach the high places. Exactly. <laughs> they know where the good shit is. Yeah, the good good. It's at the top. <laughs> uh, this is for both of you, and we have Nicole answer first. What is the dumbest way you've ever injured yourself? Uh, God. I mean, forget about all the times that I've woken up with bruises, and I have no idea how I got them. Ghosts. Tequila shots. Well, that's not- <laughs> yes. Um... I, the only bone I've ever gotten close to breaking, I fractured my right ulna and, um, it was because I was in gym class and I was jogging backwards and I just fell on my hands and it fractured. That feels very wimpy to me. I'd like to add one. You rolled out of bed and like dislocated your arm. Oh, yes. Yeah. You just were getting out of bed. Yeah. I literally (laughs) dislocated my shoulder. It was very painful, Yeah, but I just put it back in that's pretty cool warrior (laughs) yeah yeah that's like lethal weapon stuff it was awful but i had to keep breathing by the way lethal weapon not the way you put a shoulder back in place no right he just definitely not you don't don't shoulder tackle we've been lied to like that's not what you do no (laughs) alex what about you oh it's probably at the rock climbing gym the most dangerous thing at the rock climbing gym is just the wall it's like sandpaper. So I was like teaching people the rock climb and I just point at the wall and I like just like open up my knuckles by hitting the wall too hard. And it was just, it was horrible. I was like, I just like did this to myself. It was really embarrassing. Um, that's probably one of the dumbest ways. I think everything else was everyone else's fault. So some, some, somehow the, the five first graders make sense now. <laughs> they got me. <laughs> Um, all right, so I'm going to do one more, and then Andy will will take us home to the, with the okay. final question. Oh boy! Yes, indeed. Boy. Um, let's see. Do I want to go? Actually, Andy, I kind of want you to do the cake one. Oh, the cake one! I kind of want you to do the cake. The, the, the cake one's a special question. I I don't bust it out often. I, I know, do the cake but one. I feel like this is a good group for the cake. Yeah, I know. I think, you know, I like that. That should be like like a litmus test. Like, we'll see how things go. Like this, this could eat, they are cake worthy. This is this is going to determine whether or not this show gets retweeted. Okay. <laughs> or like as a Kickstarter update, you know, in the last <laughs> right. final hours. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Maybe uh, cut out the last thirty seconds. I, <laughs> oh man, I feel like I kind of want to ask Alex the question first because it's more fun that way. Given Let, them the Let them debate. Let them debate. I'm curious okay. to know where the okay. where okay. if they could come right. to a consensus over the cake. right. I have a question for you, Alex. What do you think the question is? I have no idea. Is, is the cake a lie? Is that, is that you wish the cake was a lie. Yeah, Trust right. me, um, you're going to wish the cake was a lie. Would you rather eat a dick-flavored cake or a cake-flavored dick? <laughs> this is the cake question. This is the cake question. Welcome. You have been... Welcome to cake question. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I'm immediately... 
pondering it. Mm, yes. Um, it's, it's listen, it's a question. I mean, it's not necessarily a sexual thing. Andy, you're a gay isn't. man. How would you answer yes. this question? You know, I do love a good cake. So you see what I'm saying? That would, that like calories like are calories. Like, you know it sounds what I mean? like a win-win. <laughs> you know, but I can't eat the dick. So it's like, mm, but I want cake too. So you never know sometimes. You never know. I understand. You really don't know where you would think go. this would be cake or pie. It's not. It's no. not cake or pie. You're getting frosting in the way. That's all that matters. But still. Um, <laughs> this is, is... <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Is this dick flavored cake attached to a body? I, I mean, it's, it, this, it's is your, this is oh, your. Like the, uh, this is so the dick that mm, tastes like a cake. Is it attached yeah. to a, a human being? Uh, yeah. Like, am I hurting somebody? Like, am I like ruining their oh, life? Oh, if you if you like, oh, this is delicious. Nom, 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 nom. You're yeah. doing Kobayashi, this shit. Uh, yeah. The cake flavored dick, you mean? It is a. No, no, the cake flavored is... dick is just a cake that tastes like a dick. No. No, no, no. no. That's it's the other cake flavored. One. It's it's a it's a dick. floating disembodied oh. cock that tastes like a cake. Okay. 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 That's what I would choose. Because at least it might be a delicious cake. I'm not sure why it floats. It just <laughs> better somehow. No, it's it's, it's magical. That's, that's how I want it to be. It's a Kojima um, weapon or something. Yeah, that, I don't know. Yeah. That is definitely what I would choose because cakes can taste delicious, and oh. you know, uh, a cake that tastes like a dick could be could go really south. Mm. <laughs> like I don't know what it's modeled after. Like, why are we eating? Dick? Why am I eating this? This is gross. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. also, yeah. I don't know. It's cake. Yeah, yeah like. <laughs> I mean, the thing that is great about cake is how it tastes right and the thing that is great about dick is not mm. how it tastes sorry right. to all of Wait, you dick well, what? i can't <laughs> imagine i can't imagine how anything in that region of any person tastes good under any right. circumstance so it, it, like I, whatever if it tastes like cake i don't know maybe i'm choosing yes. <laughs> i would also choose cake flavored dick yes yeah yeah. Got it. That That's sounds it. delicious. And now, believe it or not, there's a more <laughs> difficult question for you to answer. Yes, this yes. is the final question. Okay. This okay. is the most important. So that much. one was actually pretty easy. That, I'm, I'm actually <laughs> impressed. I'm, I'm honestly impressed. Yeah. I, I had I had my reservations about breaking out the dick cake question, but I'm glad <laughs> I'm glad we did. Um, usually like Andy that, takes right. that like out of left field and I'm like, really? Mm. This is the guest you're gonna ask this yeah. to? <laughs> okay, sure. Listen. Listen. <laughs> Like Sister Mary Margaret, dick flavored cake, yes or no? Like, <laughs> I was meaning to ask before we started. Like, is it PG or is it R? Like, oh, what are we we're, going for? Explicit. We are. It's good to know. We'll find that out later. Yeah, it's like no, the we, Red Band trailer is what our whole yeah, podcast is. is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, final question, most important question, probably the most difficult question, and um, every guest who has ever been on our show has answered this question. Mm-hmm. Um. This is, there is an Excel spreadsheet somewhere that tracks the answers for this question. So you want your names across from the correct answer. No pressure. The question is simple. It's binary. There are two choices. You could choose one or the other. A baby could literally answer this. If you're like, hey, baby, this one or that one, baby can choose. Dog, easily. Cat, maybe not. Horseshoe duck always. Always. <laughs> <laughs> the question is Andy or Steve? Aww. Oh, that is hard. <laughs> That's so hard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, this is tough. Does this make you guys uncomfortable? Like, trying I don't know. I feel like it makes you guys more uncomfortable. <laughs> but, there are, but there are two of you. So there's also that as well. Stop fishing for a point. Stop fishing for a point. Let him choose. You could could use a win, Steven. (laughs) I I get my wins. I rack my wins up. I'll pick Steve. All right. All right. Um, I'm also gonna pick Steve. Yeah. We had an agreement. A dick that tastes like cake. (laughs) And with that, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to bring us to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening and watching. You could follow us on social media. We're at dual underscore screens. We're also on TikTok at dual screens. 
I think just dual screens. Pretty sure that's what it is. Just look it up. You'll find it. Dual, D-U-E-L, if you're an audio listener and you haven't figured that part out yet. Dual like fighting. I'm at Batchild27. Andy is at Pants Guy. Um, and our Facebook group is facebook.com slash groups slash DS uh, NDS podcast. Oh, no. DS podcast. That's right. Sorry. And if you want to support us on Patreon, it is so easy. You could do it right now if you wanted to. You go to patreon.com slash NDS podcast. And we want to thank our Patreon producers, Colton the Apprentice Nestler and FNH Paul, because without all of your support, without their support, we can't do shit. Like, nothing. We could do nothing. We're going to PAX East. It's all because of your Patreon support. Thank you so very much. Remember, you can support us for as little as $1. Get into our Discord. Hang out. Uh, it, it's awesome. And if you do want to be a Patreon producer, we don't talk about Patreon producer enough, Andy, I, I don't think. We, um, we should. So Patreon producers, are, they don't get physical shit like a lot of places. Like, we're not just going to bombard you with, like, stuff. Um, we tried that and we failed miserably because we're just, we're, we're two dudes with jobs. So, mm-hmm. but what we, but what we do for our Patreon producers is you're literally a producer. You hang out with us when we're making show decisions, branding decisions, anything to do with dual screens. We bring you on and we value your opinion. So if you want to be a part of something like that, uh, and you like what we do and you want to be a bigger part of, of this space, that is one of the best ways you can do it. And it obviously helps us, uh, cover more games and go to more conventions and all that fun stuff. So we thank you so very much for giving us uh, your support as always. Now, Alex, Nicole, I don't know which one of you is wearing the PR hat today, but let us know where everybody could follow you, follow the game and all that fun stuff. We will have the links in the description, but you know, for audio people who don't want to crash their car. The best place to find us is at our link tree. It's www linktr.ee slash third pie studios um also if you just google third pie studios or ages of Qatari, you should find pretty much everything on us um ages of thirdpiestudios.com that's our website um google ages of Qatari kickstarter that's our kickstarter that we talked about earlier it's live right now but not for much longer literally um, get there on... and do it now right now <laughs> yeah, don't waste any time right now <laughs> we're also on twitch ages of Qataria, pretty much ages of Qataria everywhere twitch instagram twitter facebook uh linkedin um discord um TikTok. reddit tiktok even pinterest um and we just wow. made a tumblr today <laughs> a tumblr do you wow. also have a MySpace by I, any chance? Yeah, we should. That would be nice. We don't be... have Snapchat. I feel like some people mm. want us on Snapchat. Oh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what kind of we photos really we'll get. That's a little sus. Yeah. <laughs> OnlyFans is next. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> thank you, listeners. Thank you, viewers. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Nicole. And as always, thank you, listeners. And please, please, please be excellent to each other. <laughs>